Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now Masech Psachim Daf Tet Amud Bet, continuing with our exploration of what happens after Bidika when you have certain circumstances. Question is whether or not you have to check again. So we have a whole list of them, starting with the first. Teishat Siburin Shal Matzah Achad Shachametz. You have nine piles of matzah, one pile of chametz. Viatach Barishakal, and now a mouse came and took from the pile. Vleadin Imatzah Shakal Yachametz Shakal. We don't know from from which pile he took, um, and he went into the house. That's the famous case of the nine stores, the ten stores of which nine are kosher. We'll see what that is in a minute. If, on the other hand, one of the pieces left the pile, one of the piles left the general group, and then the mouse came and took it, that's the end of the bright um, about the Teisha Chaniyot. Here we go. Detanya. Teisha Chaniyot. Kulam mochin basar shechuta. Vachad mocher basar nevela. You got ten stores on the street. Nine sell proper kosher meat. The other one sells nevela. Lakach mechad mevena demayezim and lakach. And you walked into one, and you don't know which one you walked into. You took from there. Sveko asur. Then we call it kavua mechza mechza. It's fifty-fifty chance because each store, the answer to your question, did I go in here, is either yes or no, and therefore it's a fifty-fifty. But if you found it in the street, then you would go after the rove, and then it would be kosher, because that's called parish, and it's parish, meaning it left the store, and therefore called a parish, but a parish, you say it left the majority. Uh, much, much has been written on uh, on the uh, probability, um, uh, both within strict mathematical terms and more uh, pedestrian terms, to explain why that works in probability. Shnei Siburi. Now you got two piles. Achad shematzav, achad shachametz. Alright, one is matzav, one is chametz. V'neim shnei batim. I have two houses in front of me. Chad baduk, v'chad shenei baduk. One house is checked, one not. V'atu shnei achmerim, v'chad shachamatzav, v'chad shachachametz. Two mice came, each took one of the piles, and went into one of the houses. We don't know which pile went into which house. So Hainushtei Kupot, that's the famous Mishnah in uh, Trumot, about the two boxes, the nine. Shtei Kupot, you got two baskets, as it were. Chachal Chulun and Chachal Truma. One is Chulun, already taken. One is Truma. If name Shnei Sin, in front of you, you got two big baskets. Chachal Chulun and Chachal Truma. Again, one has Chulun, one has Truma. Raflu Elu Tochelu. One box fell into one basket, one box fell into another basket. Mutarin. So I say that the Truma has just got more Truma, and the Chulun is all Mutar. Because I'm going to assign the reality of the chulin must have fallen into the chulin, the truma into the truma. Now, why does that work? Because that only works with truma, which is derabanan. Bismanazes, Rashi points out, or Shumat Yerek, or some other thing, which is derabanan. How can I apply that to Chametz Toraita? The answer is, is the whole obligation of B'dikar Chametz Toraita? It only addresses a rabbinic concern, and therefore the obligation is rabbinic. Why? All you have to do is say, I don't own it. It could be sitting in your house. So the obligation to physically find it and get rid of it is Dirabanan. And therefore we apply the same Shani Omer as we have with Truma Dirabanan. Next case. So now there's no two piles, one pile, but the two houses are both checked. And a mouse came and took the the uh, the pile. We don't know if he went into that house or that house. So that's the famous Mishnah about the two paths. I've got two paths. One goes through a cemetery and one doesn't. 
but it's not so obvious that it's a cemetery. One guy took one path, and at the end, touched Truma or dealt with Tarot. And then another guy came afterwards and took the other path and did this also was involved in Tarot. So Behuda says, if each one asks the question independently, Tahorin, they're both Tahor, because I'll just say, the other guy was Tameh. If they come together and ask, then Tameh, they're both Tameh, because certainly, uh, somebody went on the Tameh path. Now, we also said, either way, they're Tameh. So therefore, we would say that here, at least Rabbi Yehuda would say, they would say, each house is Baduk, because each house I'll look at, and I'll say that the other house is the one the Chametz is in, as long as both homeowners don't come at the same time. If the the um, the guys went on the paths at one time, they're certainly Tamei. If one guy took a path today and the other guy took a path an hour later or tomorrow, then they're certainly Tahor. The only machloket we read over Yossi is if one guy comes and asks for both of them. Because then you can't say to one guy, you and your friend are both Tahor, because one of you certainly went on the path. Yossi says it's like two guys coming together. Because you're asking two separate questions. Now, Suffolk al Suffolk lo al If we don't even know if the mouse went into the house of the chametz, that's like the case of the bika, which is a plukta or as rabbanan, which you would say therefore say the machlokit would not apply here. Didn't shamim. You walk into a valley in Yimotak in the rainy season when nobody's there. That's the point. It's uh, it's like reshut echid for tuma. The Tumaba said they're plonit, and there's some Tuma out in that field. One guy says, I went over there. I don't know if I went into that field. Why? If it's a Safek, if you ever actually went in, then you're Tahor. We say you didn't go in. But if you were in, and we just don't know if you touched the Tuma, then in Rashut Echid we'll say Safek is Tameh. Why is this Rashut Echid? Because the rainy season, nobody goes there. For 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 Tarot, that's Rishut Yachid. Okay, so therefore the same machlok would apply, and Rabbanon would say in any case you're Tamei, and therefore in any case we would say that the mouse did go in the house, you have to check it. Let's say the mouse went in with the chametz, you then did a bedika and didn't find the chametz there. Then, we think it would follow the contours of the Machloket of Rabbein Meir Rabbanan about um, uh, finding a body in a house. We'll see. Anytime you have a situation where we know there was Tumah there, until you find where the Tumah has gone to. So if there was a Nephel there or a dead body there and you come in, until you find it elsewhere, you have to assume it's Tameh. So you did the Bidika in the house. Until you find the Chametz elsewhere, you're stuck. Say, no, just check till bedrock. Once you hit bedrock, then uh, you don't have to check any further, and it's gone, it's disappeared, not your problem, and assume it's Tahor. What happens if you come into the if the rat went into the house with the with the chametz, you went and checked and found chametz? So the question is, is that the same chametz? It's machlok at Rebbe and Rashim Gamliel as follows. Uh, let's say you have a field, and somewhere in that field there was a kever, there was a grave. If you walk in, you're tamei. But if you then found a kever, you walk into the field away from that kever, you're tahor. Because my assumption is the one that was lost, that's the one we found. So there is no other kever there. That's Rebbe. 
You have to check the entire field because it might be that there really two were two there. You lost one, you found a different one, but the original one is still out there somewhere. Let's say that you left nine pieces in your pile and now you find ten. So, Plukta de Rabbi Rabbanan, as follows, This is now what happens when you have money that some of it's chulun and some of it's ma'aser. If you left a one, 100 of ma'aser money and you find 200, chulun ma'aser muravin Rabbi says, so the original 100 are of ma'aser are still there and there's another 100 of chulun. Chachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach
Let's say it's a white mouse that went in with bread. Now it's definitely a different mouse, it's black mouse. And it comes out with bread in its mouth. Do we say certainly this is other bread? Maybe the black mouse tricked the right mouse out of it, it's the same piece of bread. And if you want to say that couldn't happen because mice can't take from each other because they're the same size, let's say a mouse went in with bread in its mouth. And a rat, which is much bigger, comes out with bread in its mouth. Certainly, the rat can take from the mouse and will do so, which means it's probably the original one. Or maybe it's, this is a different piece of bread. Because if it, it was the case that the rat took it from the mouse, you'd find the mouse in his mouth too. So make that case. What happens if a mouse walks in and it's got bread in its mouth and then a rat comes out with bread and a mouse in its mouth? Meaning separately, not in the mouth of the, of the, of the mouse. It's certainly got to be the same bread. Really, if it was the same bread, the bread would have been in the mouse of the mouth, mouth of the mouse, and the mouse would have been in the mouth of the rat. Maybe the rat got scared, the mouse got scared of the rat, dropped it, and so therefore the rat grabbed both. Ushkalte, and the answer to that last one is teku. The rabbi, of course, follows the Imtim Salomar line, lahalacha. Boy, Rava. So then Rava asked the following. If you have bread that's way up in the rafters, do you have to go on a ladder and climb up and take it down or just forget about it? Maybe the rabbis didn't push you to go so to such efforts. Because it won't fall down on its own. Therefore, you're not going to eat it. Therefore, there's no concern for bedika. It could be that something will shake in the house and it will fall down and you'll forget and you'll eat it. And if you say that that's really a concern, what if you have a, a bread now in a deep pit? Do you have to go down to get it out? This is not going to come up on its own. But maybe you'll go down to the pit to do something else, like get some water, and you'll see the bread and eat it. If you have that concern, if you, let's say you have a, a piece of bread that you know is in the mouth of a snake. You need a snake charmer, or a cheber, to, uh, to, and pay him in order to get it out. Maybe the rabbis only pushed you to do extra work and energy with your body, but not to expend extra money on this. Maybe the rabbi's obligation was do whatever it takes, including spending money to hire a snake charmer to get the bread out of his mouth, and the answer to that is teku. I will pick it up with the next Mishnah. Uh, and in the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.